I'm Nash Moore, and this is the Ambiguous Podcast Solution. You can find this podcast, as well as many others, at our website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, or anywhere podcasts are found. Follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Reddit for information on upcoming episodes and events. I'm joined today with Deepa, host of Ask Nutritionist Deepa. Be sure to check out their show on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube, and they'll have time for their social plugs. But first, I wanted to ask you about sort of your personal life getting into being a nutritionist, because um, you certainly have a lot of qualifications, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much you've talked about it on your show, but I'd love for people listening to sort of get a good idea of who you are. Uh, first of all, thank you, Nash, for having me on. Um, I'm excited to be here, and uh, stories are always very interesting, especially related to life. <laughs> So thank you for asking that question. Um, it's I have a degree in, in food science and nutrition from India, and I came to United States in 1993 with, with uh, that as a background. However, I was uh, not uh, uh, I was not allowed to officially work because my spouse was a uh, was a student. So I decided to start volunteering at a local uh, hospital in Boston. It was a Harvard-affiliated hospital, so I got to see uh, the latest and the greatest that was happening in field of nutrition at that time. However, as I was observing what was happening, <laughs> I started noticing that the poor state of our food, you know, within the hospital hmm. and, and outside uh, when I was when I was I was given tasks to do the classes for homeless shelters, so on and so forth. And I got introduced to this concept of public health. Um, mm -hmm. My original, uh, you can say, fire, my inclination, it seems like or seemed like always towards food and nutrition. I was intrigued by the food supply just the way grocery stores were uh, built in United States. So first few years, it was it was like discovering. I was like a kid in a candy store, you know. Just I was just observing because the food habits or even supply of food in United States is so different from India that it was it was a big learning experience. And uh, that kind of started my journey into, into food and nutrition uh, going forward for five years. I think it was 2000 or so. I decided to go back to school to learn about nutrition. And I, I went back to Benedictine. I mean, not went back, but I started getting my, uh, my education at Benedictine University here outside of Chicago and uh, got another undergraduate in in nutrition and my uh, graduate my my masters in public health and um, what can i say i graduated as a registered dietitian and uh, started practicing as a uh, as an rd in a hospital and that was a big eye-opener experience for me because I just couldn't believe the state of our food 
or how things had not changed since 1993 to 2004 to 2005 in terms of quality of food. In fact, it had gone worse, I felt. Oh, man. Yeah. So the kind of food that patients were eating and just there was just no emphasis on education. So I quickly got out of that environment and I decided to start practicing on my own. Uh, and I said, well, it's time that, you know, I should contact insurance companies and see if they are excited to have dietitians on board. And that was another eye-opening fact for me because none of the insurance companies were contracting or credentialing or even recognizing dietitians. And I said, this is interesting that, you know, Certainly, yeah. <laughs> so it is such a useful service, you would think, and uh, but there is just no no infrastructure in place to deliver the care. So I started kind of calling each and every insurance company, and, and you know, started my quest, you can say, journey, whatever you want to call it. To, to get this insurance company recognized dietitians. And uh, Aetna was the first one who gave me that opportunity. And believe it or not, it took me 12 years to get Blue Cross Blue Shield in Illinois on, on board. Oh, goodness. And, and then during, this, during that time though, I, was, uh, I started practicing, I started seeing patients and uh, I realized, and I went on to get more credentials in, in, uh, in the area of diabetes. So that's why you see all that ABCD after my name. Is, <laughs> is, <laughs> you make very light of it, but it's very impressive. <laughs> no, I don't, uh, it's one of those things you do when you are young and foolish, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just thought that that would help me fight the system. Uh, I mean, it, it did help me. It gave me recognition. It, it really, really helped me understand the disease conditions, like, you know, di spe specifically diabetes, because you know, my credentials are uh, certified diabetes educator and board certified in advanced diabetes management. So I really understand the disease really well. Um, but during that time, it, I was more like... Um, I, I I was practicing more like uh, what can what can you say like food anthropologist, you know I was observing different eating habits, ingredients, so on and so forth, and I had just a very uh, rich culture of Indian cuisine in my in my back pocket. So I already knew a lot of culinary medicine, culinary nutrition type of um, uh, type of knowledge. Uh, and then slowly I started observing that the patients that I was seeing pretty much had the symptoms of malnutrition that I was taught back in India. Because India is a developing country. We see a lot of malnutrition. We saw a lot of deficiencies. And that was due to lack of food. But here I am in United States. There is plenty of food at this point. However, patients were presented with the similar 
symptoms, you know, and that started my, uh, you know, that, that triggered my curiosity. And I really started focusing on why these people are so deficient. And again, I, it, it, it all went back to their gut health. Then I started connecting the dots that, well, the, if this is the, this has to do with gut health or if there are deficiencies, then obviously their gut health is important. And if their gut health is important, then what they eat is important. And I kind of started connecting those dots and, and, and decided to, not decided, it wasn't, nothing was like decided. It just evolved that way that I started practicing nutrition, focusing on gut health, more holistic approach, stress management, anything and everything that affects gut health. Uh, so food, lifestyle, sleep, uh, nutrient deficiencies. So it, it kind of just evolved on the side without me really, uh, you know, <laughs> deciding mm -hmm. that, hey, that's how I want to practice. <clears throat> and then I um, started a small little company from my basement because I thought, you know, people need to learn how to eat beans and lentils because they, they have their resource of prebiotic fiber, so on and so forth. So I, I, I shouldn't say I took a diversion, but parallel road I took uh, was getting into food or product development, minimally processed uh, products using uh, ancient grains and specifically lentils and herbs and spices. But again, I was way ahead of my time. This was 2000, uh, I would say 10. People didn't know turmeric, people didn't know quinoa. And there I was trying to sell them quinoa and turmeric and, and lentils. <laughs> it was impressive when you bring it up uh, now on the path of uh this evolution just from what you sort of discovered where did the podcast sort of fit in when did that become relevant or sort of what made you think that you that's the next step that you should take well that happened this january i must say oh wow it's very new i was listening to podcast because what happened during this time I'm talking to people, I'm observing, I have all these things happening and uh, people all, you know, I mean, I always get questions from patients, hey Deepa, what, uh, what vitamin I should do? Hey Deepa, what do I uh, do if I, uh, you know, if I have a relapse from my diet? Hey Deepa, how do I cook with Swiss chart? So then uh, when COVID started, just before COVID started, I would say in November, I met um, uh, a young couple, you can say, um, and they have their, mark it's called BB Digital Marketing um, Group. And they, I, I, we happened to cross paths at, at some event. And uh, they said, well, my God, Deepa, you have so much content here. Something has to happen. And we kind of, you know, I said, okay, okay, let's start with podcast. Not to mention, I listened to Gary V. I don't know if you know Gary V. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. I'm familiar. <laughs> you know how Gary V screams. 
uh, lungs that hey you know get out there spread the content you know do this abcd so it was just a combination of uh, of bridget from bb digital and john from that group kind of guiding me me being ready covid had just happened i just felt that um, as soon as COVID, i mean in january i did a episode on covid and vitamin c and vitamin d3 because i i could immediately make that connection that at some point uh, people or medical uh, community is going to realize that if we don't fix the underlying nutritional deficiencies or or these deficiencies specifically vitamin d3 and c are one of the risk factors for complications and i knew that people are going to gain weight just because of sheer stress of everything that was happening so i wanted to kind of spread the message amplify it and that's what started the podcast and uh, my facebook lives okay so speaking about uh, the podcast and the Facebook. What, what other social media sites um, or accounts can people find you if they're interested in the content that you have? Basically, we do uh, quite a few Facebook Live events, which are hands-on, uh-huh. and and every podcast or everything that I do gets put on YouTube. And of course, and then podcast is on Spotify and uh, iTunes and Anchor and. Is is the YouTube the same name as the podcast show? Just so everybody listening knows. (laughs) No, that's a good idea, though. No, the YouTube channel is Nutritionist Deepa. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. Just for clarification. Thank you. Um, um, So your experience really sort of evolved over time and generally getting started. Podcasts do the same. Um, So when you're podcast started what was something that you know you had to have in it just because i you know it's very easy to notice that your name for the show is ask nutritionist deepa were those questions sort of coming from a particular place was question something you wanted to do stuff like guests as well what things did you have to have in your show so uh, initially i said you know i should answer normal questions that I get during the week when I see my patients and I should address them. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, so answering the question is part of the format and uh, then kind of addressing a topic around it. So for example, we can talk about last week. I got Quite a few phone calls, email, texts right after Thanksgiving that we have fallen off the wagon here during Thanksgiving. Is there a detox? Can I? How can I get back on? I'm feeling guilty, so on and so forth. Those were my patients' concerns, questions you may say. So then I decided to not only answer that question or give them some few tips, but, but took it a little further and talked for another seven, eight minutes about how to prevent prevent and recover from these dietary relapses. Mm -hmm. So so I use the question as as a stepping stone to create a topic for the podcast, 
because then from that one piece of content we create uh, we create newsletter and few other posts okay so that's pretty useful you're able to transfer that content to other things it's definitely getting your message out there which you know for people listening that is incredibly helpful for helping find more viewers or more listeners because it all brings you back to the same place um when when you did first start though and i have sorry to bring it up but what were some of the challenges that you had doing your show when it first began or challenges that you still have today i i mean what comes sec- you know probably second nature to you i had no idea what kind of speaker to use you know um mm-hmm. uh, this taping of podcast and turning into video also happened because of the zoom capability right uh, i didn't know uh, how to edit so to speak well, just um, we tried the audio city i think no what is it called audio city yeah i tried that um it just not knowing the mm-hmm. technical side of it because i know the content right i didn't i don't have mm-hmm. struggle with content i can sit here and talk about nutrition wellness whole day long that's not where i was struggling um it's the technical side and then of course the the marketing you know like okay how do we get the viewers and uh, how like what happens now Mm-hmm. And certainly because podcasting is definitely, it seems simple at first, but once you get into it, it sort of requires you to be a jack of all trades, which is very hard for anybody to do because it's covering such a wide area of skills. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I'm I'm lucky to have uh, John and Bridget from BB Digital with me. Uh, so we are, we are learning collectively. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly useful. Um, and definitely to be expected in the podcast community. Um, but your show, does it have, uh, for people listening, just so they know, does it have a specific release date so they know when to find new episodes, uh, what to look yes. for? Yes. So that's one thing we have been very, uh, uh, what can I say, we, we are very sure about is that consistency. So it releases every Friday in the morning. Okay, excellent. And I have to commend you on that consistency. It is very important uh, to viewers that they know when and where to find your show. Correct. And uh, (laughs) so looking forward uh, as your show, what do you think uh, it'll evolve into? Is there something that you expect to release differently or changing show structure? So um, I'm I, I apologize. I forgot to answer one of your question was, you know, uh, oh, it's all right. <laughs> and so very recently, I shouldn't say recently, but in last few months, I have started inviting guests over, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and these are uh, people who work in mental health, wellness, uh, food industry, because my goal here is really give peace the the audience need to get something out of it you know uh, mm, so so the the uh, the context is important 
but the va- the the value i mean even if that's why i didn't want the podcast which was even half an hour long i if i had my choice i would just do it for 15 minutes because because mm-hmm. <laughs> really because i know my patients i know my population they are overwhelmed and they just want something a little nugget uh, to get them through the day or or their health journey and that's what i try to do and um, to answer your question we are getting more into getting guests and uh, we are because of my background and my network we have been very lucky to get really good guests and and uh, people seem to to like them so going forward i think there are going to be guests and um, we also notice that having our patients or my clients on a panel to talk about their journey in weight loss or reversing their disease is also i mean has been popular so, so we kind of want to stick to that pattern of having patients and uh, interesting guests and then um, in between me just doing a grocery tour and and you know literally having a, having something where it's there's a lot of uh, tactical and practical information i guess yeah it definitely seems like it helps create a more uh, organic structure for your show and i think that's perfect for podcasting world because that's really what people see or want to see when they get on a podcast they want to see that natural uh sort of element to it it becomes way more believable um so I want to thank you for being on this show. Uh, <laughs> did an excellent job. And I want to thank those for listening today. Be sure to check out our guest show, Ask Nutritionist Depot, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Um, check out our website for the latest episode of this show. And if you are listening and interested in being on the show, email us at info at APSproduction.com or reach out to any of our social media accounts. I'm Nash Moore reminding you that your podcast is always as good as you make it.